Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to NFL. What's up, y'all? John Rollins. Give me Sara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's how we do it. The pause, the dramatic pause. You got to yeah, feel man. that. And it's You're like, oh, week. my God, what's he going to say next? <laughs> it's another week of football. Spin up is going to break it down. Mock drafts. That's 6.5. Right. <laughs> Are we going to do a mock draft? I did one last year. You I feel do like it. I don't want to do one. I, I don't want to do, do one. It. I do think it would be a good idea because it does. We're going to get into the news, but it definitely feels like the free agency stuff is starting to calm down a little bit. So I definitely it would be nice to maybe have a couple of episodes leading up to the draft where we kind of talk about the draft prospects. Yeah, we could do I, that. I don't want to do a mock draft. No. I don't know if you know this, but there are a fair amount of um, – former bulldogs that will be in that conversation um just a, just a, for those just of a you couple. not watching skip took a sip from his uh, georgia bulldogs <laughs> mug i'm just saying this you know it's a bulldog heavy draft which is uh you know <laughs> it's just a fact i'm not really i'm not bragging i'm just pointing out a fact hey, facts all. are facts man facts, facts are, facts. are facts for sure I haven't um, been. Uh, I haven't been. I'll admit that I haven't been uh, deep digging into the NFL much because I've been preoccupied by the craziest uh, Oscar incident ever. Mm. So yeah, my apologies. Yeah, I was. We're doing this remotely today. I was afraid to show up. I thought Jonathan was going to slap me. But <laughs> one joke about the Dolphins is not allowed. <laughs> Keep my team's name out of your fucking <laughs> mouth. <laughs> oh, Keep <God>. my team's <laughs> name. <laughs> I was gonna slap you, and it's not enough. So I gotta like brew and stew and scream at the top of my lungs and shake as I scream. That's the uh, that's the reason. I was I was so annoyed that like the first, of course it's like the most meme worthy event yeah. since uh, since Bernie Sanders showed up with those weird ass mittens to Biden's. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? How crazy that of was! Of course, I remember that. Uh, this was feels like the biggest meme event since that. Oh yeah. Uh, and of course, the first one that I saw was you know the Falcons being slapped by the Patriots in the twenty eight to three, and I was just yeah. like, man, fuck. Of course, the, that it was born for that moment. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? That's the question. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, but now we're back into it, man. All of that stuff died down a bit, and uh, now we can <laughs> talk some NFL. <laughs> I think one of the things that uh, one of the announcements that came a few days ago, I, I think I've I have many times made my opinion uh, clear as to how I feel about Hard Knocks being just a dumb fucking show. Yeah, um, and I disagree. And you disagree, and that's fine. We can we can agree to disagree without yeah. without laying hands on each other. That's why we're you know that's why it works. we're a good example to the world. Yeah. Let's see how that works. It's a thing. <laughs> uh, so, but I gotta say, when they announced that it's gonna be this year, it's gonna be the Detroit Lions. I, I think I'm gonna watch Hard Knocks this year. I, honestly, are you? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Dan, bro, I'm soundboard, the Dan but... bro. I feel he's a walking quote machine, this guy. Like, how can I not watch Hard Knocks when Dan Campbell is going to be front and center in this thing? I just feel like on I'm a all chain, in. a big ass chain. Absolutely. He's got up, me. And on the way up, we're going to buy yeah. the kneecap off. Yep. He's got you. He's got you. On a chain, a big ass chain. Yeah. 
I already like the day it got announced. I immediately went to YouTube and started searching for like Dan Campbell compilations on there, and it was like it's it's absolutely brilliant. I love this guy. Yeah. He's so fucking funny, um, and he's that weird kind of perfect mixture of like super macho, but also kind of uh, you know <laughs> a little emotional. Um, yeah, you know, it, like hearts in the right place kind of thing. Yeah, it seems like he's got a he's got a lot of black and white going on. Not much gray. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. it's go and it's win. Go hit that guy and then get up and hit the next guy. You know, it's like mm-hmm. straight up. So, I think it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna be limitations, but it's fun. It's entertaining. Sure. I don't. It. I to be fair, I don't think this means that the lions are gonna be good. I, I just think that hard knocks is gonna be entertaining. <laughs> That's what they want. <clears throat> yeah. And I think Hard Knocks is more fun when you're when you're profiling a team that's at the bottom. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like last year's Hard Knocks, it's like really Cowboys, like like they need the bump. Fuck the Cowboys, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't want to see them on Hard Knocks. Like, that's the third time, right? Wasn't it or second time? Yeah, something like that. I just feel like, yeah, like they don't get enough attention. Give me a fucking break. Show me something I haven't seen. You know what I mean? Show me something. But a lot of coaches aren't interested in doing hard knocks, too. Yeah, I can understand why. I can understand that. <clears throat> um, yeah, so see. the hard knocks is gone, and then we got uh, something happened as soon as we basically uh, posted last week's episode. Well, exactly. Listen, Okay, so let's walk our way into it, because I saw a brief little recap. This is a recap of the offseason so far. All right. Russell Wilson gets traded. Devonte Adams gets traded. Deshaun Watson traded. Brady unretires. Rodgers comes back to the Packers. Von Miller gets 120 million. Wentz gets traded. Uh, Khalil Mack gets traded. Um, who else? Matt Trubisky. Uh, Matt Ryan gets traded. Julio gets cut. Baker wants out, and now we got Tyree Kill traded from the Kansas City Chiefs. To the Miami Dolphins, uh, apparently trade talks or, or the trade talks heated up because there was a bit of an impasse in the contract talks between the Chiefs uh, and Tyreek Hill. Apparently he wanted that Devonte Adams money. He thinks he's the number one receiver in the league. Um, and I think the Chiefs basically said, you know what? I actually think they kind of as much of look. Losing Tyreek Hill, I think it you have to see that as a big deal. Um, but I also think that the league, especially for the last couple of years, have really been catching up to the Chiefs. We saw it in the beginning oh, of last last season. The beginning of last season, the Chiefs struggled because teams had figured them out. And to their credit, they changed their game plan and suddenly became relevant and successful again. Um, and Mid essentially the, too, that speaks a lot to, uh, exactly. Um, so it speaks a lot to Andy Reed and his ability to sort of continue to make this team relevant with or without Tyreek Hill. Um, but also I think specifically connected to the way that they changed their game. They had to sort of give up on the deep ball, um, and start to take what the defense suddenly you saw that the chiefs, the typical chiefs drive was suddenly eight to 10 to 12 yeah. drives, you know, play drives that would last for like six to eight minutes, which, you know, previously it was like, it was all home run shots. Like, let's yeah. go, you know? Um, so I, I actually think the chiefs will be able to survive this just fine. I think it'll um, make them more of a multifaceted attack. I think uh, so too. The Bengals put, so really too. put a blueprint out there, yeah, on on what to do, and yeah. Uh-huh. So so they're gonna have to. Uh, <clears throat> they they had to adjust, and le- and adjusting yep. with him with his contract didn't seem like the smartest thing. And it seems like one of these trades where both teams like both teams win. I think so too. Actually, I think so too. Uh, what what's the deal? He gets four four years. $120 million. Um, I think $72 million of that is guaranteed, maybe. 
Wait, no. Damn. He got a 52, 52 million signing bonus, and then he's guaranteed seventy two point two million at the start of the new league year in twenty twenty three. So, I, yeah. cash, homie. Yeah. He's making. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be uh, good. In return, the Chiefs get a twenty twenty two first round pick, a twenty twenty two second round pick, a twenty twenty two fourth round pick as well as a 2023 fourth and sixth round pick. So that's that's a pretty good haul. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so both teams win. I, uh, yeah. If I were the Dolphins, I wouldn't have done it. But yeah. And, of course, you know, they've got Juju over there. I don't know if that matters, but they also went out in the days after the Tyreek Hill trade. The Chiefs went out inside um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Same thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, he Tyreek Hill. he is a Tyreek Hill ish type player in 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 the speed department. Um, I I would argue that maybe he was sort of undervalued at Green Bay, um, because yeah. of the Rodgers Devontae Adams connection. So yeah. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Scantling has a breakout year. Like has a he year definitely like will, never... and he, he's gonna have a uh, Mahomes throwing on the ball, even though it's not a that's not a big drop off from. Uh... From Rogers, but you also have Kelsey opening things up. Yeah, and, yeah, and you're gonna have the offensive mind of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. So, and my man, former Bulldog Miko Hardman, is still there. So you know, that's <laughs> I'm a not good thing. that worried about the Chiefs. The only thing that worries me about the Chiefs is that that division is probably gonna be the toughest in football. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna agree. be hard to make a preseason bet, man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. Moving on. The QB carousel keeps spinning with what might be the biggest QB move of the free agency window. Former Saints QB three, Trevor Simeon agrees to a two year deal with the Chicago bears. Problem solved over there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor Simeon. Mm -hmm. Couldn't beat out Taysom Hill for the job. Oh, you didn't hear Taysom Hill is a tight end now. What? What? He's they not- announced. They announced. The Saints announced that this year they will be playing Taysom Hill as a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Fuck that Sean Payton bullshit. <laughs> All that gadget shit is out of here." <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, uh, we laugh about Trevor Simeon, but he has something that a lot of these these quarterbacks who have been moved in the offseason don't have. Um, dude's got a Super Bowl ring. I did not know this. With the uh, uh, Patriots? No, he, he had a Super Bowl ring as a rookie in Denver. Oh, Denver. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That I did not know that. Him, man. He's yeah. a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. Exactly. So they, that's probably what their Instagram is going to put up. We got yeah. Super Bowl winning quarterback Trevor Simeon now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else happened? 49ers are in a very interesting situation. Um, you know, they look like they were trying. They Obviously, they were seemed like they were trying to deal Jimmy Garoppolo, but it kind of looks like they might be forced to stay with him. Uh He's having shoulder surgery on his throwing arm. There was some trade buzz, but obviously you got an aging QB. Shoulder surgery, $25 million contract. Most folks just not going to want that. You know what I mean? They're just not going to want that. Are we going to ever, like, are they getting shit on enough, the, the 49ers, for trading up? No. For Trey Lance, no, I feel like I feel like Shanahan of all the coaches in the league. I feel like Kyle Shanahan gets the most rope of any coach out there. Yeah. Like he he, there are so many apologists for him. Um, because he's a genius. I, yeah, he's a genius, bro. Fuck. Yeah, he's a fucking genius. He's the bro wonder. Go back and watch. You know, I was reminded of how big of a fucking genius he was after the Matt Ryan the Matt Ryan trade that happened last week. There was a lot of talks about 
before he was traded to the Colts, they were saying like, oh, what if he winds up in San Francisco with his old offensive coordinator? And people started reminding the rest of the world how pissed off Matt Ryan was after the Super Bowl. Um, oh, was he? I also, and I saw a very interesting defense of Matt Ryan on the NFL Network. It was on Good Morning Football, actually. Kyle Brandt went on this rant. He was like, look, Matt Ryan gets a bad rap for the whole 28 to 3 thing, and it's not his fault. It's He's not. like, let's look at he goes, let's look at what happened. And he broke it down play by play and all the mistakes that led to the game winding up being tied. And it was all connected to the way that Shanahan, like he the plays it. that he called. Um I was like, why are they not running the ball? Yeah, you're in field goal range. All you had to do was just run the ball two yards and kick a field goal. The game's over. Um, and he drops back to pass, and we got that's where we got the Matt Ryan being sacked out of field goal range. And even then, after that play, he got the Falcons back into field goal range, but the ball came back because of a penalty, um, a holding penalty on the offensive line, I think, or something. But So it was just fucking whatever. Fuck Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait till the day that that rope just gets tighter and tighter and tighter and he finally just fucking hangs himself, an idiot. Fuck that guy. Exactly. Um... What else happened? Oh, Chiefs again. Former Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones, Rojo, oh. agrees to a one-year, five million dollar contract to play for those Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Runs he's hard. A, he's a pretty good running back, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't really have an exact number for what is. What they're going to they're going to unveil a different brand of offense for this next installation of the Chiefs. It's like this. They've uh, yeah. They're uploading new software or some shit like that. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. It's gonna be different, man. It's the, it, they're gonna be they're gonna be hard to figure, or it's gonna be a, a challenge <clears throat> beginning of the year to figure out. I think they're gonna come out of the gates. Uh, they're gonna probably start like five and zero or some shit like that. Because mm. people, it's gonna be. It's not I, I, th- I keep coming back to the, you know, trying to predict who's gonna win the divisions this year. It's gonna be harder than ever. I think. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my money's be... on the Chiefs, though. Still on the Chiefs. I like it. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna be. It's gonna be an adjustment for everybody to see this new Chiefs and uh, and prepare for them. So they'll catch people off guard. Mm. And it's, it's gonna give them a head start on the rest of the division. Mm. Yeah, that's my guess. Well, I can tell you a team that's definitely gonna win their division, uh, despite all of the different movings and happenings. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced that Bruce Arians. Is stepping down. Wow. Um, well, thanks for on. thanks for all you did for us. He's always been one of my favorite coaches. I always liked him back in when Arizona uh, and 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 here in Tampa too. It, yeah, I think he's a he seems like a cool dude. He's stepping down to take a front office position. Uh, defensive coordinator Todd Bowles has been picked as his successor of course um, who's surprised at that he had the most diverse staff in the nfl i think yeah, he's the only, not white, only only basically the only white dude on the staff yeah not only with people of color he's also been kind of at the forefront at hiring yeah. women yeah. to his staff so shout out to him and winning um and yes winning he um his explanation for why he's stepping down um is is causing a fair amount of debate um if you believe what he's saying at face value uh essentially he's saying i i wanted to step down and hand hand the reins over to todd bowles at a time when it felt like the team was good um which feels like they will be good again obviously now that brady's back and some of the signings that they've made um it's this whole succession plan of, you know, passing the torch, so to speak. Um, I like that. You know, the underlying thing is, right? What's that? That one of the things, and I know, whatever, I don't care if anybody cares what I say about this, but uh, <laughs> when a black coach gets hired a lot of times, it's under shitty circumstances, and then they build mm. the team up, and then they get removed from the team. And then mm. uh, the white coach comes in in better circumstances and carries the team on. Mm. 
happens so yeah. many times. I can't think of a time when um, a team, and correct me if you could think of it, but I can't think of a time when a team was, when somebody stepped down or a team is good and, you know, somebody, and then they replace them, put a black coach, a minority coach, and mm. give them a good team. And yeah, I also, no, I asked you, I asked you, I texted you, and, and I was trying to, I was really honestly trying to think of a time when uh, a team, like management, <clears throat> went balls mm. to the wall and sp- spent money like crazy in free agency or something like that to uh, to help a black coach out. Mm. I can't think of I can't. Man. There's so many times. I can't I think, think of one either. I really think Bruce Arians is trying to make that point without making that point overtly. I agree. And I think it's a very cool thing for him to do. Um, that being said, um, of course, the Internet is the Internet. And there's a fair <laughs> amount of speculation that this is somehow connected to Brady's return in that, you know, Brady, un- a condition of Brady unretiring and coming back to the Bucks, uh is that that Bruce Arians be replaced as the coach. That's the rumor. What? Uh, of course. That's yeah, everyone's talking about it. It's of course nobody's admitting that, but that is sort of the the conspiracy theory that's spreading about this sudden decision to step down. Uh mm. I don't think it really matters. I no. honestly I, I think that at the end of the day, I, I like what Arians is doing. I think you bring up some interesting points and the idea that he's stepping down at a time when the team is good yeah. so that a black coach can take over a good team. So Bruce um, Cause imagine he stepped down, you know, the year that the bucks had to roll with, with Kyle Trask as their quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that would suck for Todd Bowles. And Todd Bowles uh, has been in this position before being the coach mm. that gets the shitty roster and gets fired. A few years mm-hmm. later, because he was the head mm-hmm. coach of the Je- the Jets after mm-hmm. they fired uh, what's his name, um, uh, Rex Ryan. Mm. They bring him mm. in. He's got this really shitty team. Doesn't even get a full cycle to build him back up. Gets fired. Right. Interesting. Um, this now marks. Um, we now have ten NFL teams who have changed coaches this offseason. Yeah. 10. So that will be an interesting thing to keep an eye on this year. Um, That's something to keep in mind, too, when uh, about team stability when we're making our decisions later. Mm. The more, yeah. yeah. The Bears the Bears are going to be rolling with Matt Eberflus. The Broncos have Nathaniel Hackett. The Bucks have Todd Bowles. The Dolphins have Mike McDaniel. Giants, That's the Brian brother Dayball. right there. That's their brother, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Don't, don't forget, he's black, black. Uh, <laughs> jaguars got doug peterson we should call him mike uh, Mc, the black mike mcdaniels right because the raiders have josh mcdaniels so it's like yeah. you're gonna mix them up yeah so we gotta get the know? black mcdaniels you know because apparently all black people don't look alike uh <laughs> who who knew there's, there's one that looks white <laughs> who who knew who knew uh, <laughs> Sort of killed that myth. Uh, <laughs> the Saints have Dennis Allen. Texans have Lovey Smith, another black guy who does not look like Mike McDaniel. Uh, and the Vikings have the whitest man in all of Whiteville, Kevin O'Connell. Mm, those are all the uh, new coaches, huh? Those are all the new coaches. Wish so it'll be fun luck. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do we? Did you mention bowls in that? You didn't mention bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said bowls. Oh, you said bowls. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And what else happened? Oh, yes. Another quarterback signing. Andy Dalton finally finds a home. Signs a one-year deal with them New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Who that? Yeah. I actually think it's pretty smart. Yes, in case. it is. I mean, he's he, he, to me, feels like a very serviceable backup in case something happens to Jameis. Um, and of course, you know, again, like I said, they decided that Taysom Hill is a tight end this year. So, you know, they needed to bring somebody in to back up. Yeah. Got rid back of up Jameis. Uh, he's an upgrade over Simeon. Sure. And he's an upgrade over yeah. Taysom Hill. So, mm-hmm. 
No more Kaepernick chatter, huh? There was a little dust up a little bit. I feel like it's the same thing that happens every year. Uh, I don't understand. Well, you know, the Baker Mayfield thing yeah. is, is he's the one quarterback that's still kind of dangling out there. Um, nobody seems to understand why the Seahawks. Well, right. I, I think the C, the Seahawks just seem to be gutting their entire team. Why wouldn't they roll with someone like Baker Mayfield? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but maybe uh, they're they just the waiting. They're talking about for Kaepernick as well, but maybe they'll see after the draft. I think maybe this the Seahawks are probably playing a leverage game. They know that time is on their side. Mm. Um, the Browns are the desperate. I think the Browns are desperate to move Baker Mayfield. And so it's probably smart if that's who they really want, if that's who they're targeting. Um, they're smart to wait, um, in my opinion. Uh, Carolina Panthers are the other team that appear to be sort of without a quarterback, but I don't know. The rumor is, is that they're going to take a swing at the draft. Um, I think Panthers pick, I think they have the fifth pick in the draft or something like that. And, and just about every team that's ahead of them has already announced that they're willing to trade their, their first round draft pick. The Jags have said that they would trade theirs. Mm. Uh, The lions have claimed they'll trade theirs. The giants have claimed that they'll give theirs away for trade. Who's the, who's the starter Carolina? Is it Dart Darnold? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they're they're gonna go with that? <laughs> of course not. No, of course not. No, definitely not. If I were them, I'd be getting I don't know. Mayfield is an upgrade. Mm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think they're just playing a waiting game to be honest. Um I am right. we got some uh so that's player movement. Jarvis Landry's still out there. Jarvis Landry is still out there. Maybe people are waiting until after uh, the draft for that, too. Probably. Man. Um, we, got, we, got some, we got a rule change to the overtime, finally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was really curious to hear your thoughts about this. Have you read about it? Uh, I have not read it. It says it's I, only I'll tell in the postseason. But it's only in the postseason. Right. And oh my God, but, we always listen to the fans. That's an important thing. NFL yeah, right. Commissioner Roger Goodell said <laughs> Tuesday. Uh-huh. Do they, does he know what the fans are saying about Deshaun Watson? <laughs> no, he does not. Uh, right, so both new, teams. Yeah, go ahead. Both teams will now be guaranteed a possession. Right, that's the only overtime. thing I know about it. Uh, in the playoffs, obviously, you need to match what the other guy scored. Uh, and if both teams score the same amount of points, then it the game goes to sudden death. So the next team to score wins, period. What do you think? Yeah, that's good. That also keeps in mind that it doesn't have to have a certain amount of time. It could happen quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's better for the players. I'm sure the players were thinking, the union was thinking about that. Um, yeah, it sounds fair. I guess in a... In a way, I guess they're basically saying like, okay, if you lose the coin toss and the other team scores a touchdown and then you score a touchdown, you both got a chance to score. Right, next man um, wins. And now you've had next, two next chances score. to stop them on defense. Yeah. So that's on you if you can't do that, basically. Yeah, and next score, right? Next score wins. Yeah, I'm I'm okay like with it. it. I like it's better um, than what it is now. Um, you know, more football is mm. good. They, um, mm. I would have still preferred a just a straight up ten minute period, but I mean to me that seems fair. But yeah, where do you hear what the USFL is doing for overtime? What are they doing? <laughs> I was planning on we can get more. I I was gonna save a longer talk about the USFL for the next episode, mm-hmm. but I'll 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 drop a little teaser. Yeah, USF. The USFL is going to do more of a shootout type format. Okay. Where you're going to have each team is going to get three possessions. Mm-hmm. You're going to have alternating possessions as you do in a, in a soccer shootout. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And the team, I don't remember. I think it's from either, I think it might be from the two or the five yard line, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and whoever scores the most after those three possessions wins. Oh, so you might get stopped to a field goal or, or you might. Do you I go think for you two have to, I, I think you have to score. You're like, you have to get into the end zone. Okay. I don't think a field goal is an option. Ooh. Um, so it'll be, be so, so it'll be like one team gets the ball, you run a play, and if you don't make it, then the other team gets the ball and they run. Oh, a play. it's so one it, play. It's not downs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's a one down try to score. <laughs> I think it's from the. I'm pretty sure it's from the two yard line. Actually, we'll get into it more next week because they have some other fucked up rules as well. They have three options after you've scored a touchdown. For what are, what for are the three? Oh, well, yeah. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> it's funny. Intrigued. Man, if I were, you know what, we mentioned Colin, or I mentioned Colin Kaepernick. If I were him, I would hop right into the USFL. Yeah, why not? Prove everybody, just go over there and prove go everybody. Be the, do the warm moon. Be the MVP yeah. every damn year like he was in Canadian Football League, and then they had no choice but to bring him to the NFL. Who else did that? Didn't Doug? Carl um, Warner was over there? Doug Williams did that. Doug Flutie, right? Oh, Doug no, Williams. Doug, oh. Doug Williams was in the NFL, and he got cut. And then he went and played in this other league mm -hmm. and was so good that he got another gig. I think he got cut from the Bucks. Oh, okay. He played for the Bucks. He got cut. And then he went and played for this other league, and he was so good. And then he got signed by the Washington. What do I even call them anymore? I forget. The commander. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, wait, I can't say Redskins. Are they? Yeah. The, they're not the football team. Commanders. Yes. Well, he won. He won the Super Bowl as the the Redskins quarterback. He, he did. <clears throat> um. So yeah, interesting. Um, I'm down with it. I'm cool. I'm, I can't time. wait, man. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see, Brian. Brian Flores update. Oh. Two new plaintiffs are being reported uh, to join the Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL for racial hiring practices. The rumor is that they are coaches who are currently employed. Oh, apparently. shit. Um, they have refiled the lawsuit. Um, and now I think there's, yeah, there should be news coming next week, I would imagine. NFL's gonna want to get put put this thing out, man. Get this over with. I know they're probably like, please, one of y'all hire this man. <laughs> Just Saints, come on, Saints, you can do this. Mm. And nobody hired him except for uh, as on staff. Well, now he plays. For, he, he well, the Steelers brought him on. That's what but... I'm saying he's on staff, but I'm talking yeah. about for one of the head coaching positions because he was easily. I mean, you take somebody from the head. He didn't get fired because he was a bad coach. You got fired because yeah. they didn't get along. I hope, well, you know, there's that aspect. Uh, obviously, the aspect that, you know, that, that you know, the the paying the coach to lose football games. I, I just hope that all of the recent, you know, the coaching change and all the recent signings for the Dolphins, I, I just hope that this is not one of those things. I think maybe we were texting about it. Like, like this is how you get people to forget. Yeah. Out what's going on behind the scenes yeah you know you fix the team you, you know it, it it's that whole thing like as long as you're good at football we'll forget about everything else yeah man i, I i'm not forgetting man uh speaking of things that uh i guess maybe the nfl would like for us to forget but that we shouldn't uh deshaun watson had his <laughs> uh first official press conference on friday mm. last week yeah um did you did you see any of it? Yeah, I saw some. Uh, well, I read. I didn't uh, see the. I read some quotes from it, and I saw some pictures. Mm. So uh, I, yeah, I sat man. down on Saturday morning and 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 listened to it, um, <laughs> because I just kind of felt like, all right, if I'm going to continue to be on this very critical train, like I might as well sort of watch this whole thing and and really kind of take it in. Um, I mean, if you watch it, you go back and watch it. In my opinion, it's a, um, 
it's an exercise in what it looks like to cover up a PR scandal, basically. Um, most of the things that that they said were, you know, things. There were three people on the stage: Coach uh, Stefanski, Deshaun Watson, and um, GM uh, Andrew Barry. All three of them had some prepared lines that kept popping up throughout. Um, if I could say that there was a title or a theme uh, to this um, charade, um, I would call it Understanding Deshaun. <laughs> uh, because this came up quite a bit. Uh, this idea of all the extensive work that they put in to trying to do their due diligence. Like we, we want to understand Deshaun Watson as a person. Um, it was a little gross in my opinion. Um, also another term that kept popping up. So Andrew Barry did a lot of the talking in this press conference, actually. Uh, he's, he basically said that like, because of the serious nature of the allegations, um, we knew that we would need to conduct an extensive investigation. And he said, quote, through this five-month odyssey and the info we were able to amass and working through due process and the legal process, that got us comfortable with making a trade for Deshaun. And they... A five-month five odyssey. Yeah. Is it and this turn like this idea? He must he said five month odyssey with regard to the investigation. He must have said it at least four or five times and throughout the course of this thing. The the you know the NFL has spoken to some of the alleged victims. Mm -hmm. And uh Cleveland Browns did not. Exactly. Which in kind of brings five, me during the five month odyssey. Well, that brings me to uh, so. It, first of all, I think this was this whole press conference was an example of like just pure weapons grade bullshit. Yeah, in my opinion, um, you know this this five month odyssey thing is 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 ridiculous. They claimed uh, with regard to their the work that they did. Uh, in their investigation, they claimed that they talked to people who knew Watson well. They talked to some of his former Clemson teammates, uh, his Houston Texans teammates and coaches. They claimed that they had an independent investigative look into this, right? Um, so they looked into the legal case, which as a sealed grand jury uh, situation, I'm not quite sure how they managed to look into that, but that's beside the point. Um, and their, their, their deep dive into this, uh, as far as like looking into the legal side of it, it's been reported that they spoke extensively with three female lawyers who work for Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's defense lawyer. Like that's how they got the female <laughs> perspective on this thing. Right. And the reason they gave. They gave a reason for why they never spoke to any of the 22 women who are accusing him. Um, and Andrew Barry said that a, a lawyer who worked for the Browns suggested that it would appear as if they were interfering with a criminal investigation. Again, bullshit. The NFL spoke to yeah. them. Nobody's accusing them of, of interfering with the investigation. Um, the other point, the idea that you hired these independent investigation uh, investigators, you know, they're only unbiased if you, the Browns, aren't the ones paying them. And even if they do tell you everything, you still get to choose what to ignore, right? All the yeah. unfortunate details that make it that like forgetting all of that stuff, every, forgetting everything that makes it that much easier for you to acquire Watson, thus eliminating any concept of an independent investigation. So this whole thing was just fucking ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah. And it made matters worse. Like the, the fallout from the press conference on Friday has been huge. 
Uh, and the, the other thing that you noticed too, which I thought was quite fascinating, this was brought up by another journalist. So for this whole year that we've been going through this, you know, agents have an enormous amount of influence on the national media and how they can sort of influence the way that their clients are spoken about. But when you watch this press conference, you got the very real sense that the local Cleveland sports media, they were the first ones to ever ask like truly difficult questions that these guys didn't know how to answer. Mm. And, and they were scrambling to answer them. Like finally the questions that we've all been asking about, like, why did you have 40 fucking massage therapists, bro? And he gave a terrible answer to that. What was his answer um, to that? His answer was just a, just a rambling, ridiculous, you know, he said, well, I, I never, here's the quote actually he said, well, I never, as far as the team. And when I say the team, I'm not saying the Cleveland Browns, but my, my agency and things like that, 40 is just over time. It's not in one period of time. I, I've been in Houston for five years. So you go to different people and that's just how, you know, I can't get too far into the details, but <laughs> as business work and you move and you meet different people and people have different schedules and blocks, you kind of meet people over time. Um, it, it was a very unconvincing answer. And especially given that, you know, most NFL players who have commented on this also think that it's bizarre that he's had that many massage therapists over time. And how and many I, are men? How many massage therapists has he had that are men? Zero. And I spoke to Did he say a friend that? Did of mine who, who lives in Los Angeles, who's a massage therapist. Um, and he he echoed the same claim that I've read in, in, in different places about this case. He said, I have some celebrity clients. Yeah, they get one and they like, then they keep them. Who pay me way more than they should so that I'll prioritize them. Yeah. Right. He also couldn't answer questions regarding why he Watson apparently would drive 45 minutes outside of town to go see a specific, uh, uh or, or to go see a, a massage therapist who he'd never met before. Um, come on, man. you know, situations where he was posting on his Instagram as if he was in New York, but he was actually out in the suburbs outside of Houston getting a massage, like, so sort of trying to cover his tracks. He's not able to answer any of those questions either. Um, you know, it's, um, it's pretty, the first question that was asked, I think this journalist was picked to ask the first question on purpose. Uh, because the first question could not have been more of a softball. The guy basically just came out and said, you know, a lot's happened and a lot has been said, but I'd really like to know, like, wh how would you define Deshaun Watson as a person? <laughs> that was the first question of the press conference. It was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it but he was... Uh, uh, in his defense, you know what I mean? That being uh, the first question makes sense because... He kind of hasn't had the opportunity to do that. Yes. Yeah. But it's still not a good look. Um, you know, I, they kept re reiterating all of this effort they put into trying to understand Deshaun as a person mm. while also trying to ignore the fact that they made very little effort to understand these 22 women as mm. persons. Yeah. Um, That's uh, true, man. That should have been one so, of the questions. So that's a little disturbing. Um, and they keep reiterating this thing. Like at the end of the press conference, someone finally just kind of hit him. They said, you know, do you or does the organization believe there was no wrongdoing? Ooh. Do you believe there was no wrongdoing? This is Andrew Barry's answer to that question. We feel very confident in Deshaun, the person, and we have a lot of faith in him. And we believe that, as he gets into the community and our organization, he's going to make a positive impact. That's not Damn. a yes. That's that is that is a yes or no qu question, and he did not say yes. We believe there was no wrongdoing. He did not say yes to that. 
to me that that the ending it pretty much says it all to me that they know that they are out here fucking polishing a turd but in their eyes he's not a turd man and I mean the, the scandal he he's not a turd the scandal is the turd oh okay but yeah, yeah. I hear you but I mean I'd be more I'd be more forgiving if they would have been straight up like listen man there's allegations out here that are disgusting, but we're willing to uh, look past that. If Deshaun has, uh, you know, done something wrong, hopefully he's learned from it. But as a football standpoint, we want him on our team going forward, and we will not stand for him doing anything like that in the future. Something like that. Mm. Some, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. There's no accountability. Yeah. Um... We still don't know how this is going to play out. The, the the 22 civil cases are still something that he's going to have to deal with. He claimed in the press conference that, that he has no intention of settling these cases. Um, so they could be hanging over his head during the, you know, during the season. Uh, the NFL still has not been very clear about how they're going to react. Um, so yeah, the, this story is kind of ongoing and now it's up for him to be good at football and hope that Browns fans just don't care and forget. One of the things that people, uh, cause there's a side out there, of course, defending them and, uh, they're zoning in on this, uh, attorney that tried mm. to get a settlement, um, initially. Is it what Tony Busby? Is that his name? Uh, I believe so. I think or, that's uh, uh, he. He tried to get a hundred thousand dollar settlement, and uh, mm. Watson didn't want to pay. And then, mm. uh, then the same attorney put these twenty two together, right? Uh, to do this, to hit him. Um, mm. So, in those interviews, it could be coercion involved to get people to get the same kind of story. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like if you ever have you ever seen the Stephen Avery thing, the documentary, uh, uh, yes, a yeah. yeah, 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 making a murderer, yeah, making a murderer, yeah, that's what it is, uh, and how <laughs> they talk to those kids, mm. and they and the the police kind of coerced them through, through the questioning sure. to get them to try yeah. to, and those mm-hmm. type of tactics could have been used by the lawyer and these this lawyer that's. Mad he didn't get this hundred thousand dollars. This is the theory from the other side mm. Mm-hmm. that this lawyer could be shady in doing that. I personally think both could be true. This could be a shady lawyer, but sure, the yeah. combination of this shady lawyer uh, does not. It doesn't hide the fact that or that this guy had <laughs> many forty plus massage mm. therapists in a short amount of time. And it's very mm. unorthodox, and it could be looked at as predatory. And then mm-hmm. if you have the combination of having so many of these and having multiple of them saying that you were inappropriate, mm. I don't know. Also, the other thing that bugs me about this, too, is that, you know, some one of the reporters asked him a very direct question during the press conference where he asked, why should we believe you over these 22 women? Mm. to which his answer was essentially well that's not how i was raised like Instead i was raised I do it <laughs> he said that's not how i was raised i was raised by a single mom and my two aunties and they they raised me in a in a way you know they didn't raise me like that to which my first thought was like you know, as opposed to all the other men who were raised to be rapists, like who's out here raising their kids to be, of course you weren't raised that way. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's raised to be a predator. I was going to say, I was raised by a single mom. I still uh, done some, some things that are inappropriate before. Sure. Yeah. I was raised, I mean, and my mom didn't raise me to do wrong stuff. Well, here's the other thing. I blew up a car one time with my uncle. My mom did not teach me that part. (laughs) Yeah. Well, now you bring up an interesting point because the other part of this case that people seem to sort of gloss over is that, you know, Watson has admitted to having consensual sex with right. some of these women. Yeah. So did your mother raise you to do that? 
Yeah, to try to have sex with a, somebody giving you a massage. I mean, that's like borderline yeah. prostitution. You're paying her. Okay, fine. You're pay, you're paying her for the massage. I'm I'm assuming you paid her a little extra for the sex that came afterwards. You know what I mean? Did did were you raised to do that? Like, what kind of a fucking answer is that? Mm. Of course, you're not raised to be a predator. Nobody is. If somebody was lying on me, if a bunch of people lie on me, and then somebody asked me, why am I supposed to believe you? I would probably scream at the top of my lungs because I'm telling the truth. <laughs> because it's, mm. I'm, I'm, they're lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling the truth. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. That's the first thing I would say. It has nothing to do with how Sarah Rollins raised me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm keeping her out of this. And she'll probably tell me, keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about what's going on in this house and keep my name out your mouth that's probably the first phone call he got after the press conference yeah keep my name out your mouth why are you putting my name in your mouth boy <laughs> Dude, did your did your parents have a uh uh like quick comebacks for stuff like uh my mom had one if i say um if i say we we gotta go clean up mm -hmm. the yard or something like that my mom, uh -huh. one of my favorite ones of hers is a uh, we. What you got a mouse in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite ones. If I'm supposed to do something, we gotta clean the kitchen. We, you, <laughs> you got a mouse in your pocket? That's pretty good. I never heard that one. Yeah. I like it. Or uh, you speaking French? <laughs> mm. <laughs> my mom has so many of those quick ones, man. Mom, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Swallow your spit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right sorry yeah, uh, but, uh, but i did want to put that in though that the other side I was, we've been criticized for not um, sure for not including that there's arguments for the other side so we have yeah man what do you mean your brother has been criticizing us <laughs> <laughs> i know what side he's on <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I see you, champ, champ. I know what you're out here doing. Innocent till proven guilty. You're right. Um, I know. You call me champ, champ. It's true. He is innocent until proven guilty. But I still continue to believe that it's very rare when there is this much smoke that there ain't no fire. I'm telling agreed, you. Agreed. That's that's where I'm at. And we can debate it later, champ, champ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the uh what's next on the document? Uh let's see. Yeah, changes to the Rooney rule. NFL is requiring teams requiring teams to hire minorities. To hire? They are making they are creating a mandate within the Rooney rule that you have to hire a minority offense like uh, offensive assistant coach. Um, and they have expanded the definition of the Rooney rule to include women. Well, that's good. So it's it, my women count as minorities in the Rooney rule now, officially. That's good. I like the uh, offensive side. That's they're speaking. They, they see what's happening. They this have, I happening. mean, it, the, there's very little that the NFL can do to force teams. Yeah to hire minority head coaches. And this feels like something where it's like, okay, well let's, let's try to put our foot down in, in the only way that we can. So this is um, apparently they're actually setting extra money aside for these people to be paid for these positions that they're demanding be, which that seems stupid to me, especially when you're dealing with billionaires, it's like, um, but whatever, I, it, it's the most recent change to the Rooney Rule. I think everybody would agree that it was starting to become largely irrelevant. Yeah, especially um, after Mr. Rooney passed away. Mm-hmm. And now they have to do something. Did you know the story? Um, have you? There's the history of the Rooney Rule on uh, the Daily. Yeah, it's and a cool story, I, and people should check that out, man. It was really good. They broke it all the way down from its inception, and that Art Rooney, like straight up. Be initiated it because mm. he saw there was a problem and was like, this isn't something for you to fix NFL. We need to fix it as owners. Right. And I think that's, man, I get more respect for him. And that's why I want to unveil today 
that I'm wearing black and yellow because I'm now. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been thinking about your um, your exit from the Dolphins. Yeah. And I was thinking that a potential segment for us <laughs> could be once a week. Uh-huh. I try to you gotta, sell you. You pitch a team. <laughs> one of the other 32, 31 teams. Okay. Where yeah. I try to sort of draw you <laughs> in and, and convince you that you should be a fan of this team. Yeah. And, and, and the reasons uh, why. And fans should send them in to us. Spinnerbellpod yes. at gmail.com. Convince me why I should be a new member, the newest fan of your favorite team. Why Jonathan should be a Jets fan. Why he should be a this fan, that fan. I just think that one week after week, I should try to convince you mm-hmm. of at least one team. Let's do it. We'll see where we start. I, I mean, I don't want to start in the obvious place. You know, of course, I can try to draw you into the Falcons. We have a quarterback who can throw touchdowns to himself. That's pretty cool. Um, but I'll save that for later. I'll save that for later. We'll we'll get into that. All right. All right, cool. Um, I like that. Y'all send it in. Send in, uh, or you can hit us up on uh, in the Facebook group. You can hit us up on mm-hmm. Messenger, whatever. Uh, what team I should join now that I'm no longer Dolphins fan? Right. Um. One of those teams that you could join is the Buffalo Bills, who have reached a deal for a new stadium with a record amount of taxpayer funding. Oh, shit. Uh, The Bills will get a new $1.4 billion stadium. Damn. Um, And let's see. The fans really get bills. (laughs) Paid by tax dollars. This um the, and you the, pay my the county I think the county itself will be paying somewhere between eight and nine hundred million dollars for the construction of the state. How much will the uh owner the owner pay? Probably nothing. I'd probably get other people to pay for it, sponsors and <laughs> you know. Uh they're out here well, selling the fucking. One good thing is, I mean, uh, New York legalized marijuana. Did they really? Yeah, so that should uh, that should definitely be an increase of uh, funding. Mm-hmm. There'll be some more of the pot can be, no mm-hmm. pun intended. Right, <laughs> but more liar. That the... pun, that pun was totally intended. You <laughs> lie, motherfucker. More of the pot <laughs> can go to uh, towards that stadium. Hmm. Uh, I figured we'd wrap up today with a uh, Jerry Jones update. Oh, this is what we all needed. Father Jerry. (laughs) Those of you who remember, uh, there is a a young 20-something-year-old woman Mm -hmm. out there. Her name is Alexandra Davis. She claims that, um, she claims that Jerry Jones is her baby daddy. Who that is? Uh... Oh, baby daddy. Who that is? <laughs> Your baby daddy. Uh, her mother is apparently was a flight attendant when she met Jerry Jones mm. and they had an affair and she got pregnant. And, and Jerry, she, she claims that Jerry has been paying her mother all this money for, for decades um, to keep her mouth shut. Um, but apparently Electra Davis Electra, <laughs> it's Alexia, <laughs> like that's her. It was like Stage it was her stripper name. name, Alexandra Davis. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> that she wants to be able to say who her father is. Um, Don't we all? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones has responded to this now. He claims that he and the Cowboys are the subject of a multi-layered extortion attempt connected to the woman claiming that Jerry is her baby daddy. Uh, Jones's response to the lawsuit filed by Alexandra Davis says she delivered a draft of the lawsuit to Jones prior to officially filing the lawsuit and asked whether he would make a deal to assure that he would not be publicly or privately identified as her father. Um, wow. Which 
as as weird and shady as that sounds, I looked into this. That's not actually illegal to do that. To break it, a it, uh, um, non-disclosure. No, it's not illegal to the the whole thing of like saying like, "Hey, I'm going to file this lawsuit if we can't figure out some kind of way to handle this." Like, okay. there's nothing. There's nothing weird. It, you, I guess you could call it a shakedown technique for sure. But mm. um, anyway, it's not illegal. Um, then. So in response, Jerry and his lawyers filed what's called a demand letter that seems to have drawn a connection between this paternity suit, other recent cowboy scandals, such as the cheerleader peeping Tom story, mm-hmm. and an ongoing messy divorce battle between Charlotte Jones Anderson, Jerry's daughter, and her husband, Shy Anderson. The letter advises Jones's longtime son-in-law, his daughter's husband, um, to preserve documents and other evidence um, related to several different categories, including communications that meet that he may have had with with Davis and her mother Cynthia Davis. Okay, so Damn. apparently, what it looks like is that Jerry thinks that his daughter's soon to be ex-husband has been out there sort of stirring the pot. Like the one that's been leaking the stories about the cheerleader scandals and all that kind of stuff. And also is maybe directly connected Mm. to this madness with the illegitimate child thing. Or other known, Um, also known as (laughs) sister-in-law. Right. Jerry is accusing him of sort of talking out of both sides of his mouth, so to speak. Uh-oh. Or uh, one of my favorite old Southern sayings, uh, he's being accused of pissing down Jerry's leg and telling him it's raining. <laughs> uh, I think w- what it looks like to me is that Jerry is trying to make one thing go away by by tying it to a bunch of o- other things, yeah, hoping that this giant pile of shit can all sink to the bottom of the ocean together. Um, so we'll see. He, he, yeah. He, so there's all these, all the different scandals. So now that his actual, his, his legitimate daughter, now that he, she's getting a divorce, Jerry is essentially blaming the husband for all these various scandals that have been popping up over the last couple of years. The husband went back in time and took the condom off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. It's like, Jerry, come on, man. Um, so, 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 so he's not, he's not saying it's not his daughter. He's just saying that you guys only know about it because my son-in-law is being messy. Well, there's that, but he's also like, then when when a reporter suddenly s- turned the question around and said, okay, well, why, if she's not, okay, fine, if, if he's responsible for bringing this story to light, but you're also saying that you don't know this woman who you, you're saying you never had an affair with this woman, and you're saying that this girl is not your daughter, um, why have you been paying them so much money? All exactly. To that, his answer is um, no further question. No, co- no comment. No comment on that. Yeah. No comment. So, again, smoke, fire, they go together, uh, usually. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. That's my jam right there. Oh, I cannot believe we have this on the soundboard now. <laughs> I cannot believe we have that on the soundboard now. That is fantastic. No, I pulled it up on YouTube. That... <laughs> oh, well, you're going to, I have a feeling that's not the last time you're going to have to pull that shit up. <laughs> uh, for those, the, those, that's for those that didn't know what I was, what we were saying earlier. <laughs> but T-Bird, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to that song, y'all. It's a fucking great oh, song. Oh, man. Straight up 90s right there, boy. <laughs> That's some good shit. <laughs> when the South made his mark on rap music. <laughs> uh-huh.
with songs like that and Tootsie Roll and stuff like that. <laughs> wow. What a great song. Yeah, man. Well, all right, man. Thanks for that update. Uh, really glad yeah. for the for the messiness. Uh, really don't like Jerry Jones. Mm. He's like a representative of the worst of, in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, next week we'll have an update on the on the other worst person in America, uh, Dan Snyder. Um, mm. There's some rumblings about that investigation, which sound very very juicy. But I think we'll save that for next week. Okay. Cool, man. Well, thanks, everybody, for checking this episode of Fin NFL out. It's, it's been fun. Remember to send in uh, anything uh, you want to send in to us, to, uh, besides dick pics. We don't want dick pics. Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that had to be said. <laughs> but it's finnfellpod at gmail.com. Let me Roethlisberger. What if Big Ben wants you to be a Steelers fan and he just starts sending you dick pics? Like, Ben... Ben, come on, Ben. <laughs> come ben. roll with this, Johnny boy. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, what do you, he'll, he'll quote another quarterback by saying, You like that? You yeah. like that? Oh, yeah, we'll get into that one. Ooh, uh, maybe that's where I'll start. Maybe I'll try to talk you into being a Vikings fan. Hey, man, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, it makes sense to be a Vikings fan for me, living here and their, their, mm-hmm. uh, their shout, or what's it called? Skull. Yeah, the skull, the skull shout they do or whatever. Yeah. Or war yeah. cry, I guess maybe. Uh-huh. War cry sure. is skull. S K O A L. Yeah. Uh, so they're dumb. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> 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 Thanks for checking it out. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Give me Sara. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Later, y'all. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.